Welcome to the Simone Intuitive Podcast, where we dive deep into spiritual wellness and intuitive development. I am your host, Simone, and I've worked as a professional psychic medium, Reiki master, and spiritual life coach for over 14 years. You can find me at www.simoneintuitive.com, on my Etsy store, Simone Intuitive, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hello and welcome. I hope you all are having a fantastic week and now it is fall so the weather is getting a lot cooler. Uh, The leaves are changing. As many of you know I am in the Seattle area so we are really blessed to experience all four seasons here. Um, it's, It's a bit warm for us actually. It's been like in the upper 70s so it's a little warm for us but I imagine it'll get very very cold soon. On another note, I wanted to share that I'm really sorry for sporadic uh, posting with episodes. My life has been extremely hectic and transformative at the same time. Transformative in both negative and positive ways. (laughs) And that will be a later discussion. I am developing a completely separate podcast related to what has been going on. And um, in the end, you know, I'm trying my best. And I really appreciate the grace that everyone has given me during this time. As many of you know, my father passed away almost a year ago. And it has just been a very interesting situation since his passing. So I am very grateful for everyone. A lot of people have reached out to me, even when I'm not doing readings at that time, I'm not really active. A lot of people have just been so incredibly supportive and great about everything that's going on with my life and just so understanding. So I just wanted to take a moment and just apologize for how sporadic I've been. Um, Because this is a priority for me, and I really do value the work that I do and the people that I get to do it with, so it is hard for it not to be a priority for me right now, but I am dedicated, hopefully now on a better track, to getting one episode a month out. My goal is to do one a week, and of course the bonus episodes um, about like new moons, full moons, things like that because I really love connecting this way in a more like kind of casual conversation way and having these really great connecting and teaching moments about things. So I do plan on moving forward with podcasting. A lot of people have reached out and asked, are you are you going to do this ever again? And the answer is 100% yes. I love it. I absolutely love it. Things have just been really, really 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 hectic so again that will be kind of a separate podcast because it's content is just kind of based in separate things um some things might intersect a little bit but it will be a separate podcast um so I will keep you all updated with that um but I really I've been thinking a lot you know about relationships and I mean that like platonic romantic just kind of any relationship that we have in our life and how they're really at the core of our being so my relationship you know with my father has been I've been exploring that you know since his passing and this podcast will focus a little more on like romantic relationships definitely but I've been really kind of in a relationship mindset and how do we cultivate relationships how do we take care of ourselves in relationships and how do we navigate relationships 
So I think they're some of the best and worst parts of being a human and the most beautiful and the most complex because as we all know, we've had heartbreak, we've been misled by people, we've had moments of great joy, great love, you know, moments where betrayals have happened. It's just kind of ebbs and flows. It can be up and down. But at the end of the day, we're meant to be social creatures and we rely on partnerships for survival. So I think relationships just remain a top priority for us by virtue of being human. So a lot of clients want readings based on their relationships. And a lot of that does tend to be romantic-based relationships. And I do want to explore paternal, maternal relationships, platonic friendships in a later podcast, but this has been kind of coming up more and more, I think, with the pandemic that people are prioritizing relationships in their life, and I've noticed romantic relationships cause a lot of anxiety, and so that's why it was a little bit more of a priority for me right now to have a conversation about this. So a lot of my clients, and I say this with all the love in the world, are very deep empaths, feelers, and intuitive beings. So they soak in emotions like sponges. You know, they can have like a hypervigilance with emotions, with the way they're feeling, the way the person they're interested in is feeling. It can be a very draining experience for someone who's a very empathic soul. So relationships can obviously be a big source of anxiety for someone who feels deeply. And when the wires between your intuition and your logical mind intersect, when those wires cross, it can cause a big stir. So it gets me thinking, how does one with intuitive, psychic, and empathic gifts, how do you date? How do you navigate relationships when you're blessed with so many gifts? But when they intersect with the logical mind and actions in front of you, how do you navigate that? And what are some tools to help the overall experience? And what will soothe the anxiety? And how do we balance the logical mind and our intuitive self? Being an intuitive or empath or anyone with any psychic gifts is an absolute gift. Because no matter who you encounter, you see their core energy. You can see the goodness, you see the potential, and you see the spirit the person has. But sometimes that person is not as evolved and their actions may not line up with what the empath sees and feels. So then the intuitive empathic person can become extremely loyal to a person because they see that goodness and they see that potential and they see that person for who they really are. It's a gift. But that is a gift that needs some boundaries and some tools in your toolkit to keep your energy grounded while dating. So I wanted to brainstorm some guidance and tools to hopefully help with the dating process. And I myself date and so these are some tools that have helped me kind of on my journey of balancing the intuitive mind and the logical mind. So number one, take a break. If dating feels like it's becoming transactional or it's overwhelming or if a singular person is causing a lot of anxiety and stress, press pause. The pause button is such a gift and I encourage everyone to use it liberally in all aspects of your life. 
And this can be hard because you will feel loyal or like you need to support the other person. But the reality is you put yourself first. You have to take care of yourself. You cannot give if your cup is empty. You support you. And with social media and dating apps, this can absolutely be very, very overwhelming. And if you feel that overwhelm, take a break. Press pause. And it doesn't have to be a long pause. When I take my pauses, it's usually for about a week or so. And it gives me time to explore other hobbies, other things I enjoy, kind of ground my energy and preserve my energy to be ready for whatever comes. The universe will always provide your person and will provide for you. So don't worry about missing out. The universe will make sure you will never miss out on your person. You will get your special person. If I could say one thing, like one thing to every single person listening or every client is that you will get your person. Don't worry. If you press pause, you will not miss anything. All right, number two, boundaries. Boundaries are my new favorite thing. This maybe should have been number one, but I also think pressing pause is a boundary in some ways. So empaths, intuitives are terrified of hurting others because there's also a deep healing, nurturing element with being an intuitive, empathic person. So we don't want to hurt anyone else. In fact, we want to heal them and uplift them and cherish them. But we also fear pain for ourselves because we feel it so deeply. But boundaries are truly the best way for any intuitive person to navigate relationships and dating. This requires some inner work. What are your boundaries? Everyone has different boundaries. I'm a huge fan of doing inner work and figuring out boundaries. I love doing what I call brain dumping boundaries. I look at my past relationships. I look at my history and it's very scary to confront this, but One question to ask yourself, what is the common denominator with you and all your relationships? It's you. It's yourself. You're the common denominator. And that makes you have to really take a hard look at yourself and think, okay, okay, I, that's me. I'm the common denominator. Okay, here we go. Um, What are my patterns and what did I like and what did I not like in those relationships? That kind of helps give you some um, ways to cultivate what your boundaries are. Just kind of that self-exploration of what went really well in past relationships, what did not go well, and how do you cultivate and establish that as a boundary? And what is the best way to communicate that boundary? I have a little more information about that further down. But for example, I dated someone who, he would ghost when he had a lot of stress in his life. I would say he had a um, detached uh, attachment type, and he would just shut down, and that's just what he did. For me, though, um, I learned that it's it impacted me. It caused me anxiety because I would question, you know, is something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Did something bad happen? It caused a lot of uncertainty. And it's not fair to go someone. So for me, a boundary is communication. If something like that happens, I usually share, I feel really uncertain when we don't communicate and I just love hearing from you. It feels good. Uh, So 
it makes me feel not great when you're not communicating. What do you think? I always add what do you think to the boundary so the person feels like they're a part of the boundary and a part of the conversation and not being scolded, reprimanded, or just being told what to do. It's about creating that partnership. And it's scary to communicate that, but you have to do it for yourself and your own wellness, but also for the wellness of the relationship and the other person because sometimes people just don't know. So it's your duty to yourself and to the relationship to communicate those boundaries. Number three, this might be a little bit of a weird swerve, but hear me out, astrology. Having a birth chart reading or something like that can help you shape your understanding of yourself, your own needs, and your partner, your friends, really anyone in your life. I find astrology to be a tangible way to uncover more of your gifts and it gives you more understanding and language on how to approach those things. I'm not an astrologer. I am still learning. I am fascinated by it. But I would encourage you to look at your moon sign, your Venus, your Mars, and your Mercury signs for more clues on partnerships, relationships, what your expectations might be, and communication styles. Number four, I kind of touched on this, but I wanted to go a little deeper in it. Inner work. Do the inner work. (laughs) This is the scariest part about any work you do with your life is the inner work. It's the toughest part. Sometimes you're not sure what your needs are or how to articulate them, or you're not even sure where to begin. Like, how do I begin inner work? And I wish I had a clear answer for that. But some tools I would highly recommend. One, therapy great resource highly recommend because it gives you the opportunity to express yourself to a neutral person who will offer you tangible strategies to kind of navigate relationships or whatever is going on in your life but I also recommend doing personality assessments and just diving deep into who you are as a person and this kind of uh, partners well with doing a birth chart as well but I highly recommend personality assessments such as um, Strengths Finder, the Myers Briggs, the Enneagram, the Via Character Strengths to discover yourself and what your strengths are, what your needs are, and what your personality is, and how that relates to other people. I think knowing those things about yourself gives you information, but it also gives you language to kind of concretely determine what your boundaries are and then articulate them. I have done this and I can tell you that probably a good a good 90% of my boundary scripts as I call them uh, are is basically language I've borrowed from personality tests, my birth chart. So it kind of helps you craft that into something very clear and succinct to share with your partner. Number 5, meditation. If you know me, you know I'm a big fan of meditation and you, you knew this was coming. Meditation gives you that space and opportunity to be present with yourself and to clear your mind and let go and have that release. So if you're experiencing anxiety about dating, relationships, I highly recommend going on YouTube and doing a releasing, letting go of anxiety meditation and just do a short three-minute one, but it really helps you come back to yourself ground yourself and it also tells the universe hey I'm doing the inner work I'm working on this I'm putting this energy out into the universe so I'm surrendering 
I'm surrendering to the universe and any solution that the universe can offer me. And that is one of the most powerful things you can do for yourself is surrender through meditation to the universe. And like I said, the universe will always provide your person no matter what. But sometimes the universe kind of needs that green light that you're willing to partner with the universe. And meditation is one way to give the universe that green light. Number six, keep busy with your own life. Have hobbies, have friends. It's really hard to have good work-life balance right now. So this one, I, I've had some people share, that's a little tough for me. You know, I have kids, I have this, I have that. Absolutely. But if keeping busy for you means binge watching the latest Netflix, do it. Absolutely do it. Whatever keeps you busy and kind of makes you think of different things in a different light, different perspective. I have a lot of hobbies that I like to do that keep me busy. I love reading. I love cooking and baking. It really gets my mind in a different frame, almost kind of in a meditative frame of mind, especially with like baking or cooking. Whereas like Netflix, that's that's, that's a hobby. All right, I'll just, <laughs> I'll own that. That is a hobby. And it's a good one because you are watching you know a show you're enjoying it you're kind of invested in the story the characters and it can provide you valuable insights on your own life so i am a fan of whatever keeping busy looks like for you if it's netflix if it's karate if it's you know whatever you want it to be just keep busy and keep moving forward with your life because the right person will move forward with you all right, that is all I have for today. And again, I am so grateful for those who listen and provide excellent feedback. And I really do enjoy doing this. So I'm eager to get this on a more regular schedule. And I am just eager to continue to grow and expand this. Uh, but I will keep you updated on the other, <laughs> the other podcast that will be coming out shortly. Uh, but I do intend to get back into doing this a little more regularly. But Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a fabulous week. Take care.